This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? Ryan here, and I have just one question for you. Do you want a free Top Rope Nation t-shirt? Yes, for the first time in six months, we're giving away shirts. More details on that in just a minute. First, I wanted to give you an update on scheduling. So you're tuning in here on Friday because, as always, this is the typical day that we drop our weekly flagship podcast. However, with AEW presenting Double or Nothing on pay-per-view this Sunday night, this week's show is pushed back a couple of days in order to give that broadcast the focus that it deserves. What that means for you, the listener, is two full shows next week. Monday, we will drop our AEW Double or Nothing review. Next Friday, back on our typical release schedule, we will have a very special episode. Another fantasy draft, this time focusing on the career of Bret Hart. With A&E releasing their biography on the Hitman just two days later, we thought the timing was right to hold another of our trademark fantasy drafts. So what does that mean for today, and why are you listening to me talk right now? Well, rather than waiting for the Double or Nothing review on Monday, we thought we'd give you something to sink your teeth into today as a special bonus. Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon bonus podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. This month, they chose WCW Wrestle War 1992, a card which featured one of the greatest War Games matches of all time. Presented here is a 15-minute preview of that podcast, which released Thursday on Patreon. The full episode clocks in at 1 hour and 40 minutes. It's a true historical deep dive. And that's where the free t-shirt comes in. If you want to hear the full edition of this Classics podcast and all 18 editions of Top Rope Nation Classics that are in our archives on Patreon, the only place to hear these shows in full, join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. And every single person that joins up to support the show on Patreon before the start of AEW Double or Nothing on Sunday night will receive a free Top Rope Nation t-shirt in the mail. That's a $25 value via Pro Wrestling Tees. All for just trying out our Patreon page for the first time and diving into the bonus content over there. No strings attached. Like I said, we've done this in the past, but it's been six months since the last time we did it. We did it as a Black Friday special last November. These free t-shirt promotions don't come along often, so if you enjoy our podcast and want to help us continue to grow, take advantage of the offer. Patreon is the best way to support the show. We are confident you will enjoy the content we're offering, all the bonus content over on Patreon. For just $5 per month, not only do you gain access to the monthly Top Rope Nation Classics bonus podcast on Patreon, 
you also receive access to a weekly bonus podcast, Top Rope Nation Extra. In fact, a new edition of Top Rope Nation Extra drops today exclusively on Patreon. Kyle and I will be discussing the Ultimate Warrior Dark Side of the Ring and A&E biography, as well as all the latest on WWE's plans for SummerSlam this year. The only way to hear Top Rope Nation classics every month and Top Rope Nation Extra every single week is by supporting us on Patreon. That's five bonus shows per month for $5, plus other benefits like access to our show notes every week, voting on which events we cover for classics, and more. Oh, and that free t-shirt if you sign up by this Sunday evening. So click that link in the episode description and read all about it over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash topropenation and enjoy this special free preview of this month's Wrestle War 1992 retro show. We'll see you again on Monday with our full review of AEW Double or Nothing right here on our main feed. What is up? It is another edition of Top Rope Nation Classics as voted on by you, the patrons of Top Rope Nation, our most hardcore supporters. Thank you so much for supporting what we're doing over on Patreon.com. And you all voted for the May retro pay-per-view to be WCW Wrestle War 92. Pretty iconic pay-per-view, guys, if I do say so myself. So I was kind of looking forward to going back and, and re-watching this. Honestly, it wasn't it hadn't been too long since I had watched this War Games match. I watched it for, I feel like it was something else that we did not too long ago. For some we, some reason, I had watched it. Um, and so, but I don't know that I had ever seen the full pay-per-view before I went through and did this. Justin Joint, had you ever seen all of Wrestle War 92? No. Um, at least I don't think so. It's kind of weird, like. The Todd Champion and Super Invader match. For some reason, I was like, "Have I think I've seen this match before?" For some reason, and there's no way I would have gone back to watch that individual match. But uh, maybe it was just so bad that it was implanted in my brain. Yeah. As I'm recording, it's thundering very loud outside. So if you guys hear any uh, loud rain or thundering, it's because it just started storming right as we went on the air. So you might hear from Justin's end too. He's. In I was going to say, as soon as it passes you, it'll be in my end. <laughs> He's a little bit further east. <laughs> That's uh, what she said. <laughs> it'll be in your end. <laughs> it's going to be hitting your end very hard here very soon. <laughs> Just so, uh, Kyle, have, I'm sure you've seen Wrestle War '92. We're talking about this uh, in our group text, but you had a different version of it. You watch mostly over the years. Yeah, so this was the first time I guess I watched the full pay-per-view proper. I, probably like a lot of people, had the Turner Home Entertainment version, which was just five matches. So about half the pay-per-view, well, not half time-wise, but, you know, half the card I had never seen before and uh, really didn't miss much no. <laughs> from those uh, <laughs> matches that I hadn't seen before. Uh, to be honest with you, that was uh, a decent clip job by THE the yes. fine folks there so um but still it's always interesting you know watching that stuff i uh you know it's you know had a 
tough day here a little bit in the uh, minutes that led up to this podcast. I'm thinking of that great Mick Foley quote from ECW when he says, sometimes I like to just turn on the TV and bask in the warm glow of world championship wrestling. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. So my rewatching this uh i will say it's 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 basically like a three match show justin we were talking about this i mean like if you haven't seen the first what five matches or so you're not missing much and even like kyle said you know the the turner home video the five match version of the show you could really cut that down to three matches the the last three as we're going to get to are all excellent matches with the earlier stuff a lot of filler that we're probably not going to spend a lot of time on but justin you were you were you were a big fan of WCW kind of in this era. You know, one yeah. of the God, I guess this would have been over a year ago now. We did a top rope nation classics on Super Bowl two, which was the prior pay-per-view to this one. So kind of cool to follow that up here eventually with this one. But not I mean nineteen ninety two WCW, talk a little bit about the state of your fandom at this point. Uh it was probably about at its uh peak in, in its first version. Um Summer of 92 is when I started kind of fading out and entered my first uh, real dark age. But I was all in, you know, Bret Hart at the moment and Sting were my two favorite wrestlers. Um, I I think the Dangerous Alliance were the first heels that I ever actually really got into and kind of rooted for in a way, uh, just because I thought that faction was the coolest. Um, But yeah, it really started to my fandom that is kind of started to die out a little bit after this pay-per-view. Yeah. How about you, Kyle? Well, uh, Justin wasn't alone in that regard because, you know, um, you go back to May of 1992 pro wrestling's popularity in this country was really nosediving fast. Uh, the WWF had been like hit by all those scandals. Hulk Hogan had just left. Um, WCW had fallen. Uh, even before that. So, you know, 92, uh, not a banner year business-wise for the professional in- uh, wrestling industry. Uh, I was in sixth grade at the time, though, uh, and I was still a fan, damn it. Uh, you know, I kept I kept going right on through. Um, I actually attended my first ever pay-per-view uh, later in 1992, the Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, as for WCW, the first and I think only WCW magazine I ever purchased was a preview for Wrestle War 92. Uh, the purchase did not help the buy rate for this show, uh, which was a record low at the time. Uh, was so. that the one where like the front cover was Dangerous Alliance? The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. So that's the scene as uh, WCW presents... Wrestle War 92. Let's get in the time machine. Let's head back to Sunday, May 17th, 1992. On what 
one side, Sting Squadron. Has Sting managed to recruit the athletic talent needed to win this grueling war? On the other side, Paulie's Dangerous Alliance. Is Paulie doomed to destruction? We'll find out as WCW presents Wrestle War 92. We are at the Memorial Coliseum, Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, they announce on the broadcast that it is sold out, not according to my eyes or the Wrestling Observer newsletter, because <laughs> there are definitely some shots where you can see multiple empty rows at the top of the arena. Um, it's reported to be about 6,000 in attendance that night out of an 8,000 capacity venue, according to the Wrestling Observer. Uh, they did a $72,000 gate which meant around 5,000 paid fans, according to Meltzer. Uh, they did a 0.61 pay-per-view buy rate, which in the Observer, Meltzer notes that this is expected to be the lowest pay-per-view buy rate in WCW history at the time. And he doesn't have the exact figure that at that point in time, but it was down significantly from Super Brawl 2, which did a 0.96 pay-per-view buy rate a couple of months earlier. But it was not the lowest pay-per-view buy rate that year in fact justin you talked about how you tuned out that summer a lot of people did because the next pay-per-view beach blast did a 0.40 pay-per-view buy rate so down from the 0.61 for wrestle war and Which, you know, real quick they're not bad shows any of these really i mean there there's a lot of basically one-star matches on this show but the top mm -hmm. of the card saves it from being bad agreed beach, beach blast was not a bad show by any means Love Beach Blast 92. <laughs> and Great Great American Bash 92. You know, one of the signature WCW yeah. pay-per-views, 0.40 also. So Sting Invader. Yeah, the yep. first Sting Invader. Love that match. Yeah. What so, a company man Sting was. Yeah, I, you know, this was weird. Uh, those pay-per-views are like eight weeks apart. Mm -hmm. Wrestle War, Beach Blast, and Great American Bash 92. You know, people, you know, sitting here in 2021, younger fans. Oh, what's the big deal about that? That had never been done before. Well, they go from what Super Bowls in February, and yeah. they didn't have a pay per view for three months. They do this one, and then yeah, then it's like boom, boom, the next two months right and, after this. And there was a clash in the middle of all that, too. 19, yeah, with the NWA tag tournament. And I believe so. This is when Bill Watts is coming in behind yes. the scenes. His official start date was June 1st, right after this show, uh, according to the Observer. And in, in the Observer article, it mentions that Watts is making changes like reducing the amount of pay-per-views. Um, did that happen, by the way? He canceled something. I think he wanted to like cancel the Great American Bash, actually, but it was just too late. But there was something called Campus Crush yes, scheduled that's what I for August. Yep. And uh, yeah, he 86 Campus yep. Crush, uh, a tremendous loss for all of us wrestling fans in August of 92. <laughs> I wonder what that would have been campus crush. I mean, obviously it makes it seem like it'd be at some university. Yeah. I mean, it might've been cool depending on where they were going to book it. So, um, you know, with Watts, I mean, that's really kind of the big story heading into this pay-per-view. Um, and it kind of looms over it 
And like the matchmaking, how the match, you know, you guys have both alluded to it so far. You kind of have this bizarre matchmaking on the undercard. It, there really was no uh, official booker, I don't think, for this show, you could say. Like it was kind of a transition because K. Allen Fry was on his way out and Watts was on his way in. And it's, you know, really fascinating how Watts brought with him this sense of optimism into the promotion. I mean, they'd been flirting with him. For two years, ever since Flair got removed as Booker uh, in early 90, you know, you had heard the rumblings. Oh, is WCW going to bring Watson? Because obviously no one liked Jim Hurd. And, you know, they finally got rid of Hurd in 92. Kale and Fry had a cup of coffee. And Watts played his cards right in the sense that WCW had fallen.